Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. September edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Carly, your host. So this month, we're talking about the topic of preaching. Woohoo! Now, I know that some of our audience being pastors and leaders, you're used to this kind of stuff, but if you don't necessarily fit into those categories, don't tune out. We're going to cover some tips that will be helpful to you as well. So Perry, to jump in, um, why do you personally believe preaching is still important and critical to the local church? One of the things that I see anytime I read through the scriptures, especially the book of Acts, is the Apostle Paul, anytime he went into a brand new uh, region, he was he would always preach the word. And from my own experience, I mean, I'm all about the creative elements in a worship service. In fact, I love planning the creative elements when it comes to video, when it comes to lighting, when it comes to sound, when it comes to song selection. I think all of those are huge, and I think they're very, very important. However, um, and some people have called me a little old school on this, but I'm fine. I'm fine being called old school because at the end of the day, I think the preaching of the Word is legitimately the most important part of the worship service. Because and, and, And this is another thing, and you didn't ask this, Carly, but I'll just say this. Everything in the worship service should like lead up to serve or rotate around the preaching of the word because at the end of the day, I still believe that God primarily, now I'm not saying only, but he primarily uses the preaching and teaching of his word to change lives. Yeah, that's good. Um, Well, I know that you've personally had like a fruitful preaching ministry over the years, but who has impacted you by preaching or inspired you to grow the way that you have? Well, um, there's a couple things, and and a lot of these, some of them are Christian and some of them are non-Christian. Like, for example, I think one of the best week-to-week communicators is Andy Stanley. I love how intentional he is about making sure that if somebody has an unchurched background, they clearly understand what he's communicating. And you can tell that Andy puts a lot of time and effort into crafting his messages. Um, I listen to Pastor Stephen Furtick every week. I think as far as um, inspiration and revelation, um, that that he is, he's, he's honestly, the I think, my favorite right now uh, because of how the Lord's used him to teach me. And so, I love those guys. Um, there are like there are hundreds of really great communicators, but those are two that I I make sure I listen to every single week. Um, the other thing that I've done uh, in the past two to three years that I think has really helped me as a communicator is I've uh, gone online and are you're familiar with TED Talks? Do you know what TED Talks are? Yeah, I love so, TED Talks. So I went online and found like the best. Um, 10 to 15 TED Talks, and I was like, okay, I want to, if they're the most popular TED Talks, I want to know why they were the best. And for some of them, it was presentation style. For some of them, it was content. But it's amazing what you can learn um, from just watching some TED Talks. I would just say, go online, 
figure out the top 10 TED Talks and watch them and see what you can learn from those communicators. Because they're communicating something that people consider to be important, but um, some of the ways they communicated are incredibly powerful. Yeah, and I've heard you say too that the best communicators are the best storytellers. And I think that you're really good at that too, just telling really good stories. Well, I think as we read through the Gospels, Jesus... Um, is like I, a lot of people have talked about recently, you know, storytelling's this modern thing. Well, it's not a modern thing. It's as old as mankind. Um, I guess I was supposed to say humankind there, but this might not be the most politically correct thing. So humankind <laughs> there. I might have saved us an email or two. Um, but storytelling has been around forever. And Jesus was an incredible storyteller. In fact, um, as we read through the Gospels, anytime somebody asked Jesus a question, he would always like tell a story. And it was so frustrating. It's like, can you not just answer the question, Jesus? But no, he's like, okay, one upon a time there's two brothers, and you know, and one, there were three bears, a mama bear. And, okay, he didn't tell that one, but he told a lot of parables. I think there were 38 yeah. total parables that he told. And so storytelling is an effective form of communication because one of the things that I've learned as a communicator is a lot of times people might not remember the theological point that I was making, but they'll remember the story I told, which connects them back to the theological point. Yeah, that's good. That makes sense. Well, it's obvious that it matters deeply, not only to you, but in general. So in your opinion, why is it that so many ministry leaders or pastors choose to neglect or not invest more thought and consideration in their own preaching? Honestly, Carly, I think it's because... um, Church leaders, pastors, communicators are so busy. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of one of the things I talk about um, when I'm when I'm doing some roundtables or I'm meeting with ministry leaders is um, I don't know too many ministry leaders who sit around during the day and and just wish Carly's phone just went off. By the way, that was Carly's phone that you heard, and I'm not editing that out primarily because we don't really know how to edit that out. So we were having an incredibly powerful moment. I'm sorry. So Carly I'm so sorry. could not. Oh, One of the no. reasons, Carly, we don't have a lot of time is because people like you who leave their phones on during podcasts. <laughs> anyway, I think um, if you're in ministry, we don't get normal phone calls. Like nobody's going to call you tomorrow, no matter what ministry position you have, and say, hey, I just want to let you know. Um, today I am, uh, man, I'm in love with my spouse and, uh, I hadn't looked at porn and I've got plenty of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and my kids are doing great mm-hmm. and, um, my life is awesome. I prayed for like an hour this morning. I just want to let you know, because if they did call us and tell us that we would get them checked into rehab automatically. Um, by the way, I can make rehab jokes because I've been there. So, um, <laughs> I think one of the, one of the things is a lot of ministry leaders, don't have time. And the message is important, but other things seem to fill up our calendar. And one of the things I had to learn very early on is as the preacher, one of the, or the primary thing that I was called to do is communicate the gospel. And because of that, I had to prioritize that on my calendar. Now, Different people say different things. I had one guy, and I remember when I was in seminary, one guy was like, for every hour you spend preaching, or for every minute you spend preaching, you need to spend an hour in research. And that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. First of all, he was our preaching professor and couldn't preach. 
Second of all, nobody has that kind of time. Um, however, you've got to determine as a communicator how much time you need to spend in order to feel comfortable with the message that you're presenting. And so I think the reason a lot of ministry leaders um, choose to neglect or not invest more thought and consideration in their own preaching isn't because they don't want to. I mean, nobody gets up on a Sunday and goes, man, I really want to bomb this message. Yeah. I think it's because um, we we don't prioritize the time because we allow um, the the immediate to outweigh the important. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I know that there are things in my life that I know I value, but just to get around to it is the hardest thing. So what do you say, like for you, is the one tool or hack that's helped you maximize your gift and calling to preach? One of the things that I learned early on and kind of developed over the years is called a preaching calendar. And um, it's it's something that I love to talk about. It's something I love to teach. But there are certain Sundays every single year that you're going to have just a, a great crowd, incredible momentum. And then there are certain Sundays that you can use to create momentum. And there are certain Sundays that um, you just need to do church on those days. But it, you're, they might not be the most momentous in the world. And so really studying those Sundays, figuring out what those momentous Sundays are, figuring out what the potential momentous Sundays are, and really leveraging the calendar um, to, to maximize the impact. Because I think one of a, I think a leader's one of our primary responsibilities when it comes to leading our churches is, is to create momentum. And I think the Lord has given us uh, an ability to create momentum. And so really studying the calendar. We got 52 Sundays a year, except that one year a couple years ago when there was leap year and we had 53 Sundays. And I think that'll happen again like in 2078-4 or something. I just made that up. I have no idea when that'll happen again. Uh, but I'm sure you can Google it and figure it out. Um, but that's one of the main things that's helped me out is, is understanding when the natural seasons of momentum are and then what are the seasons that we really need to kind of step in and create momentum? Yeah, so just for those who are listening that may not know or understand what it is, like what a preaching calendar is, can you just take a moment to explain specifically what it is and how it helped you? Yeah, so um, one of the things that I learned early on is I used to think, man, everybody's going to come back to church that first Sunday in January. And they don't. They don't come back the first Sunday in January, unless the first Sunday in January is January the 6th or the 7th. Typically, they're going to come back to church the second Sunday in January. And from the second Sunday in January until about the first or second weekend in February, you're going to have natural momentum. And so that is a season where you need to talk about vision. Um, you could You could do a you could do an exegetical study on the books of, of, of the book of Leviticus, and people would show up to see what happened to the scapegoat. I mean, like, what happened to the goat? We don't know. Where'd the goat go? So that, in January, is a natural momentum time. In February, you start to lose momentum. And um, so what I've seen a lot of pastors do, and, and I got into this trap early, is in January, that's when I would do the hot series or the felt need series, and, in, and, and then in February, do the vision series. But 
January is when you do the vision series. February is like when you do the relationship series or the series um, that you really are passionate about, that you know your people really want to hear about. Um, in March, you typically have college and high school spring breaks. And so you, you lose a little bit of momentum there. But in April, you pick some momentum up there. And so from Easter until Mother's Day, that is a natural season of momentum. So it's, it's, and I could go, I could go all the way through the calendar, but like some listeners might totally go to sleep on me. I'm just saying there are certain seasons in that sermon calendar that you can really use to leverage and maximize um, the vision of your church. And there's seasons that are typically downtimes that you can actually take them, turn them around, and use them. Um, to reach more and more people, which at the end of the day, that's what most church leaders want to do is reach more people for Christ. Yeah. No, yeah. Is So is there, like, based off of that, is there an example or a story that you can share of a message or series that you remember that you plan really well in advance um, on the preaching calendar that God just, like, blessed beyond your expectation or anybody's expectations? Yeah. So several years ago, one of the things I wanted to do was to preach a Easter message from Israel, and um, and so we, I was like, what if we went to Israel and we preached about Easter from the places where the Easter story actually took place? And we did that, and we saw over sixty thousand people come to church, had over a thousand salvations. It was absolutely way beyond our expectations, but we took a year to plan it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, hey, let's go to Israel with an iPhone camera and shoot a video. We took a an entire year to plan out all the details. Now, some people go, well, if you planned it that much, then the Holy Spirit didn't have time to work. Well, I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit was at work in the creation of the world. But as we look at the creation of the world God is obviously a planner. I mean, because if he wasn't, we wouldn't have DNA. Deoxyribonucleic acid. Ha ha. And in 10th grade, I learned how to spell that. Um, But I couldn't do it now for all the money in the world. Uh, so, So that's... Now, some people are listening going, well, we can't go to Israel and do a sermon series. Well, maybe not. But like another one we did that was very popular is we did a series called Overwhelmed. And... It was in February or March one year, and I was like, you know what? I think we should do a series called Overwhelmed because I had just came out of a, a two- or three-year battle with depression and anxiety, and it, it kind of um, overcame it. And I was like, you know what? I want to talk to the church about how to overcome worry and anxiety. I want to talk to the church about how um, I really wanted to commit suicide, but I didn't, and what Jesus taught me through that season. And we had no idea that it would be as popular as it was, but it was also during that season, Carly, and this was huge for me, that I really realized that most of the time, the problem in the church isn't preaching. The problem is that churches are actually answering questions that nobody's asking. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I was like, you know what? Everybody wants to know how to deal with stress, anxiety, worry, depression. Mm-hmm. You know what? I can do a talk on that and ultimately, as the communicator, lead them down a path that ultimately winds up in front of a cross where their decision is what are they going 
to do with with Jesus. So those are just a couple um, of examples. No, yeah, that's so good. Um, yeah. So what if things change and you you know you feel like you should preach a different message or a topic, um, kind of based on the preaching calendar? Is it flexible? What do you do if you feel like that? Absolutely. So so the preaching calendar is absolutely flexible. One of the things that I always told um, the creative team, whether it was a worship leader or video people, or no matter how small or large a creative team is, is I'm going to plan and pray as far ahead as possible. However, um, if I feel led to take the message in a different direction um, because of the Holy Spirit's prompting, Mm -hmm. um, then that's that's what we're going to do. Now, you know, 90% of the time, I would say I stick or I stuck to the preaching calendar. But that 10% when we had to change things at the last minute, mm-hmm. the creative team always bought in, always supported, mm-hmm. always did whatever it took because they knew that was the exception mm-hmm. and not the rule. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, so let me ask you this. Why, why are we talking about it? Why are we talking about the preaching calendar? Why are we talking about preaching in general? Because that's what you had on the show notes. I'm just kidding. The reason we're talking about that is we're having a preaching um, event like slash workshop on November the 7th and the 8th. I'm sorry, November 8th and 9th. I gave you the wrong dates. But Ricky, <laughs> who is recording this podcast, just in our technological advancement, handed me a note card. Um <laughs> November 8th and 9th, it's a half a day Wednesday and a half a day Thursday, um, and it's going to be a preaching workshop, and we're going to talk about the preaching calendar, and we're going to walk through it. At this event, you're going to walk away, you're going to be able to walk away with a 30,000-foot view of what 2018 looks like as far as your personal preaching calendar. I'm not going to give you messages for all 52 weeks, but we're going to we're going to look at a 30,000 foot view and you're going to know what it looks like to communicate um, what what's the best messages to communicate at your church in particular seasons. We're going to walk through some tips on communication, some things to do, some things not to do. I'm going to talk about how to use um, illustrations. I'm just I'm I'm really going to I love 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 not only preaching but studying great preachers and communicators. And so on that on those two days, once again November 8th and 9th, we're going to be talking about those. And if you want more information about that or if you want to register for the preaching workshop, you can go to www.iwantmychurchtogrow.com. That's www.iwantmychurchtogrow.com. And you can check out the event on that website. I'm telling you, it's good. I'm more excited about this than anything we've done this year so far because I think it's going to give a lot of preachers and communicators practical help. And this is, listen, if you're not the primary communicator, but you preach once every month or you're a youth pastor or even if you are in charge of the announcements when you walk away from this thing you're going to be the best announcement person in your church guaranteed yeah no i'm super excited about it it's going to be awesome um well awesome well thanks perry well thanks so much for uh tuning in to the perry noble leadership podcast make sure to tune in next month's edition and stay tuned for our website for the preaching event thanks so much Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. 
For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com.